Hello everyone and welcome to an extra special episode of Weighing In the League of Legends talk show. This is episode 7. We are getting ready for Worlds and as you can see we're both in the same place. Indeed. For the first time since recording this we've been able to meet up and record one of these live in person. So how are you today Ollie? Doing great. Super ready for Worlds. Just can't wait for it to get started, to be honest. Honestly, it's so exciting. Actually having a World Championship where everyone's going to be in person mm. in Shanghai, I think it's going to be yeah. super interesting. And there are so many factors playing into this, with the players being quarantined for two weeks before they can start play. How do you think that's going to affect the players, not being able to go outside for two weeks? I mean, to be honest, I'm not sure it's going to affect them massively because regardless, they're going to be playing league in their hotel rooms. Which is what they would normally do. That is very true. They'll be playing together. I know, uh, I don't know if you've watched any of the Twitch streams where people have been following the, the pro players, but yeah. lots of them have been still playing together and stuff like that, joking on, on the yeah on it's, the ladders. So. It's incredible to see so many in, in, incredibly skilled players all playing on yeah. the Chinese Super Server at the moment. I don't know if you've watched any of the FlyQuest streams, but they've got some of the coaches and the CEOs and stuff. Um, commentating mm. their players playing on the Chinese Super yeah, Server, yeah. which is amazing to see, and I'm sure that other, other teams will be taking that up as well. Yeah. Um, and uh, it will be a great practice environment. I Definitely. just hope that none of the players get too burnt out mm. playing God knows how much league for two weeks. Yeah, I mean, you have you have people who are already playing 16 hours a day of league, like... Mm. I know Caps has, before he even moved, was already playing like ridiculous hours of league and is obviously going to be able to continue doing that. So for some people, I think it's going to be a huge change. For some, it's not going to be that much of a big change. Yeah. But we'll see when it comes to Worlds, who has adapted best, mm -hmm. who has... I mean, they'll have time beforehand. I think they're coming out of quarantine quite soon. So yeah. they've been there for... I mean, I know, most, I know the EU teams have been there for like Most teams have been there for a while. Some some specific players I know haven't been there for as long as others. So Nugri, yeah. for instance, had to undergo surgery because uh, um, he's had a lung um, issue. Mm -hmm. So he's undergone surgery. So I think he went out after his team. So he's going to be in quarantine longer than mm -hmm. the rest of his team. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays in. Definitely. And then obviously the big thing is that we're going to have no Vietnamese teams, unfortunately. Yeah. Um in the playing stage, we were due to have two Vietnamese teams, yeah. but due to uh, quarantine rules, um, Riot couldn't work a, work a way for them to make it to Shanghai, which is yeah. really unfortunate um, for them as they, they've had some decent upset performances yeah. in the past. Um, but it does mean that we have a slightly different play-ins phase. Yes. So the way it's going to work now, instead of having traditional four groups for play-ins, there's going to be two five team groups all of those will play a best of one against each other within their group after the single round robin best of one top two top team from each group go straight through to the group stage of worlds mm. and then the second place um from group a will play against the winner of a third fourth place match in Group B and vice versa. So it means that first place goes through just on best of ones, mm -hmm. which is really interesting. And that could mm. lead to some really big upsets. Yeah. And then everyone other than first and last place, so as long as you don't come last place in the playing stage, yeah. you're guaranteed to play some best of fives, which is really interesting because we don't necessarily get to see a lot of these teams 
play best of fives against other wildcard regions, yeah. let alone against some of our major regions. Yeah, and I mean, in the play-ins, there's, there's a huge variety of different mm. teams. You've got the Team Ints from Brazil, who I've seen a little bit of uh, more recently. They, they look like a pretty strong team, in my opinion. With a, with a massive fan base as well. Yes. I don't know if you've ever heard anything about the Brazilian fan base, but those guys are incredibly passionate um, for their teams. And INTZ, being the only Brazilian team in the tournament, will definitely feel the pressure from those fans. Yeah, and then like alongside them, in, in the other group, though, you have teams like LGD, who are very well known in China, one of mm. the biggest LPL teams, performed really well in the split and just missed out on going straight into group stages of Worlds. So you've got a huge variety of different teams, like Team Liquid, who everyone expected to be in the yeah. group stage. We and expected then... them to take the first seed from North exactly. America, realistically, and to see them in these planes will be super, super, super interesting. Yeah. So I think we'll cover these groups, then after we've covered the play-ins, we'll give a, a preview of the groups for the world's main stage. And mm. because of the way those groups were drawn, we actually have a good idea of where a lot of teams will end up. And, and we'll kind of talk more about that later, because that will really influence, I think, a lot of um, our opinions. But yeah, first, world's play-in stage, group A, we have INTZ, uh, Team Legacy, from the Oceanic League. Mm -hmm. Mad Lions, the darlings of the mm -hmm. uh, summer split from the LEC. Yes. Supermassive Esports from yeah. Turkey. And like you spoke about, Team Liquid, the number one regular season team from the LCS. What a yeah. group that is, Ollie. Which team would Indeed. you like to start talking about? Uh, we can go straight. I mean, we talked a little about, about IMTZ. Uh, for me, I've seen not an awful lot of them, but more recently I looked them up, looked at some of their clips mm. and stuff. They seem like they have a pretty solid core team. They've been together for a while. Yeah. So I'm 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 hoping they'll be able to perform here at Worlds, but with the group that they're in with people like Mad Lions and Team Liquid, I'm not mm. holding out a lot of faith for them. What about you? And I I have to agree with you. I think that both Team Liquid and Mad Lions definitely have to be the favourites from this group. Mm. They just have more experience playing against generally better teams when you compare them to a team like INTZ, who have perennially been the top team by far in Brazil. Yeah. Um, and that definitely will affect the way they come into this, because they won't have had to struggle as much as exactly. a team like Team Liquid, who had a really devastating loss to mm. FlyQuest and then a devastating loss to TSM as yeah. well. So that will, I think, have given them more time to learn about their weaknesses, which they've definitely, definitely got exposed, I think, by TSM more so than FlyQuest. Yeah, and I think with either of those teams, I think it will be super important for them to get that practice in, in China, especially for INTZ, where they're playing mm. against better players. Uh, and I know I've seen on their Twitter, lots of them have already reached quite highly, like yeah. Grandmaster and Challenger ELO. So, uh, I mean, they're doing well 100%. already. So it, it's super exciting to see what they can do in this playing stage and it will be super good practice for them regardless yeah. of how how they do next year they're going to be an even stronger team if they oh, it and you've got you've got to think that they're going to stay around regardless of whether or not they make it through the playing stage just to have the opportunity to keep playing on such an uh, on this super server oh, with with such incredible practice it really is an excellent opportunity for a team like INTZ Legacy and Supermassive yeah um but it is hard to look past the LEC and LCS teams in this yeah, in this group, definitely. especially because most of this is going to be best of ones. And like we've spoken about, both Mad Lions and Team Liquid 
had incredible regular season performances, finishing first for Team Liquid and second for Mad Lions in relatively competitive mm. regions yeah. on just best of ones. So yeah. how do you differentiate between these two teams and how do you pick one that's going to come first in this group? That is a tough question. I think Team Liquid obviously had a really good season, one of their best in a long time, mm-hmm. and they all have world experience. Um, with yeah. Broxler went to Worlds with Fnatic, that was his first Worlds, and now coming into Team Liquid, going to Worlds, I think all of the team has Worlds experience, so I think they're going to do pretty good. Whereas Mad Lions, I'm not sure all of them do have Worlds experience, so mm-hmm. it's just that kind of experience factor for yeah. me which kind of differentiates those two teams. I, I think Humanoid is the only one to have been to Worlds from this Mad Lions mm-hmm. team. Um, so it will be very interesting to see if they can capitalise on a lot of the incredible performance they've shown yeah. in the regular season. If you had to pick uh, a matchup to watch, because they'll only play one best of one against each other, which might decide who comes out first and goes straight into the world's group stage, what what uh, lane or role do you think is going to be most important in that match? I think the the mid lane matchup between Team Liquid and Mad Lions, I think for me, is going to be one of the biggest skill factors because Jensen for Team Liquid has been considered one of the best mid laners in NA and yeah. uh, I'm not sure if the Mad Lions are going to be able to combat that and you know, Team Liquid have these this pretty extraordinary team on paper, these big names and I think the one for one matchups are, is something Mad Lions are going to really, really struggle with um, coming into this game. I, I really like that point. And the other role that I want to highlight is the jungle position yes. in this matchup. Because, like you say, I think that will be a really di- big disparity. But I think it might be in the opposite way. Okay. In the regular season, we saw how incredible Shadow was yep. for the Mad Lions. He was performing amazingly, picking up a massive range of different champions in different styles mm. from the jungle position. And you have to say... That's the almost the opposite of Definitely. how Broxer played this year. Broxer didn't play a lot of champions, played yeah. basically just one role, which was mainly a tank jungler for yeah. most of it. When bringing out the Lee Sin, he didn't look amazing. The one thing he looked great on was these tank junglers. Mm. And and if you compare and contrast those two, I have to show you, I, I, I give the more inexperienced jungler yeah. the edge here. I think Shadow will come out, and, and if he can capitalise on his raw skill and kind of force his way into the early game, I think that could be really, really dangerous um, for Team Liquid. Yeah, I have to agree. And like you said, Broxer hasn't had the best season of his life. Um, Usually not playing super well in early game, we've talked about this before, where he kind of hasn't seemed to found, hasn't seemed to have found his kind of role on the team yet. But like you said, he, he likes those more more tank orientated um, junglers, which is something that he is actually quite good at. Yeah. So where Shadow obviously prefers those carry carry mm. junglers, that kind of thing. So it will be super interesting to see um, the disparity between these two, because I would also give Shadow as the better jungler in this match. Yeah, 100%. And I think that would be, be really close. If you had to pick one, one of these two teams to come first out of this group, straight into world's group stage, which one would it be? Who, who are you tipping your hat towards? I would have to say Team Liquid, just because of the, the work that they've put in this year. They did they had a great split. Although they have the weak point of Broxer, I'm sure he has work, he has world experience before. Mm. He knows how to play against these these teams. He knows he's played against Mad Lions. Uh, I think they played against Mad Lions last year. I can't remember off the top of my head. When they were spliced, but they had a totally different lineup yeah. then, because they brought all of these players 
from the regional leagues within the um, European yeah. scene, which is, you know, it's an incredible opportunity for these players. And I have to say, I'm going to take the other side of that. I do think that the young talent will come out ahead. I just struggle to see Team Liquid's strong points being strong enough compared to Mad Lion's strong points. I just think that maybe Team Liquid have a mid-lane advantage. Mm. But I just think that the the jungle will be so much better and then all the other roles are so so similar, you have to argue. Both of them play weak side top laners. Yep. Both of them have stable and consistent um, AD carry support yep. duos who can still carry. We've seen both um, Kazi and Tactical have massive carry performances. I think mm. it will come down to these mid-jungle duos. Definitely. And I think, although Humanoid maybe isn't as individually skilled as Jensen, mm. Shadow is so much better than Broxa. And if we compare the synergy of these two mid-jungle mid duos, yes. the Team Liquid mid-jungle looks like they don't talk to each other half the yeah. time. It looks like they just they they just ping each other mm -hmm. and they do question mark pings like I see in my solo queue games. Yeah. Like, whereas, you know, Humanoid and Shadow look like they've been playing together for years and years and years. And so if they come in with the same form that they've shown, mm -hmm. I think it's going to be close. But I just yeah. tip tip my ever so slightly to the Mad Lions to take first. Interesting. So the reason I would say Team Liquid would just be because of that that mid matchup and like you said that they have to jungle Mad Lions have to jungle mid lane synergy mm. I just really hope that Team Liquid during this time they've got to practice practice on that connection and I know we know Broxo used to play super well with Caps when yeah. he was on Fnatic and they had great synergy on that team they worked super well together so we know Broxo can be an effective jungler I just really hope that him and Jensen just do some magic in these games and I I am holding out faith for them. If there's if there's any opportunity to improve that synergy, it will be now in their two weeks mm. of quarantine, playing against some amazing mid jungle duos who I'm sure will all be duo queuing together oh, yeah, at the moment. And I think both of us are on the same page that regardless of which one of these two major region teams we see getting through the other one will probably come second yeah. and play against the, the, the either the third or the fourth seed from the other group. I yes. think that's this is the more one-sided playing group, I would Definitely. argue. Well, um, I mean, the more one-sided in terms of... You know, you know exactly who's going to be first. Like, yeah. who, who goes, and it's, it's more of a discussion who's going to come first out of two teams. Whereas yeah. I think if we kind of look at the uh, at Group B, which have... Um, LGD, the fourth place seed from the LPL, an incredible team. Yeah. And then it's a and then it's a jumble really of other teams. Mm -hmm. We have we have PSG talent. They're the other um, uh, non-emerging region team in this group. Yes. However, you have to take into account that they weren't able to bring their mid laner or their jungler yeah. um, into into Shanghai to play the tournament. So they're playing with um, a substitute mid and jungler who are both exceptionally good players, possibly even more individually talented yep. than their original players, you just lose some of that synergy. Exactly. So we'll have it really is going to be a, a real litmus test their first game to see if they've been able to yeah. cohese together. And then we have the Mexican team of Rainbow Seven, my second place pick from this group, the Unicorns of Love from the CIS, who are an actually incredible team. Yep. And then we have V3 from... Japan. So this group is really 
not necessarily similar to the first one. We we both agree who's going to come first. I'm um, sure. Group B, definitely. It's LGD. Yes. There's, there, I really do mean this. There is no way that LGD do not make it first out of this group. They may, they may borrow this group genuinely. Uh, Probably um, stay so. And LGD have looked amazing. Yes, their third, fourth place match um, in the summer season against Suning was not amazing. Mm. Both of those teams were very sloppy in that match, and in the regional qualifiers for the third, for the third or fourth place seed into mm. Worlds, um, once again against Suning, those matches were definitely sloppy. Um, we saw like. 10 kills in, in the first four yeah. minutes or something I mean, insane in some of those. That's the LPR special, to be honest. But it, but it, to me, those matches seem just a little bit more chaotic yeah. than than the, the than when we see our top two LPL teams. So we look at top esports, we mm. look at JDG. Their aggression is a little bit more calculated, I feel, yeah. than a team like LGD. But I don't believe that any of the other teams within, within Group B are of a calibre high enough to really punish any over-aggression. And Agreed. so I think, simply due to their style, they'll steamroll everyone. Agreed. And one thing these LPL teams, including LGD, do really well is capitalise on these tiny little mistakes that other teams will make. Mm. And this group, I mean, they may not even realise they're making mistakes, but LGD will notice what they're doing. Yeah. They can read the map so well, and just like all these other LPL teams, they'll be able to pick apart these small teams. And like you said, I think they'll go 4 or 5 in this in this group mm -hmm. and pretty much come up first. It's pretty much guaranteed. Everyone thinks so. Yeah, so. that's definitely the consensus. If you had to pick a second place team, I've already said yeah. Unicorns of Love would be my pick. What, what I would have to agree with you and say Unicorns of Love because, we, I mean, they've got the experience. They've played this team that they're, that they're on at the moment from the CIS. It has played together for quite for a while so now. long because they used to be... Uh, I think they, they've still got some of the Gambit players who were on this team yeah. before um, before they came, became Unicorns of Love. Mm last year as a CIS team rather than the LEC team we've known before. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, I just think that that's, that synergy will play really well. And it's so unfortunate for, for, for PSG talent because they, if they had their original five, that's who I would put over UL yeah. in my opinion. But it's so... The, the unknown factor for that team now is, is is real real high actually. Exactly. And Unicorns of Love have always been known for having these really individually talented players mm. and then pretty much losing them after they get a lot of traction with people like Killersang <laughs> going over to Fnatic after they played on URL for so long. Yeah. Um As did Power of Evil, don't forget yeah, that. POE. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they've they've been a a proving ground for so many good players. Exactly. So it'd be very interesting to see how that team performs, yeah. um, and they'll and then we both expect them to play up against the third or fourth kind of uh, a, a tiebreaker team. Yeah. Um, but regardless of which teams, let's say Unicorns of Love plays from Group A, you still expect them to make it through to Worlds Worlds playing stage and take that second spot. I think so. Yeah, definitely. Because and, I think that. Um, Regardless of which team they play from Group A, I mean we're, we're both saying Team Liquid and Mad are going to get out. Um, yeah. Be the first and second place. Yeah. Rather. So they can't play either of those. So it exactly. would be it would be INTZ Legacy or Supermassive. And you have to say in a best of five, we expect a team like UOL. Yeah. To to take that best of five. Definitely. 
and I would say the same for Mad Lions. Um, if 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 even if they come up against the team, even say BOL don't get their second seed in in Group B, mm. um, I would still expect a team of Mad Lions caliber to be able to take that best of five over even their hardest opponent, which would be UOL. Agreed, and yeah, the, the disparity between those teams is still quite large, even though they are both coming into play, and there's still a huge disparity between pretty yeah. much all of the teams here. So I'm yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm holding out for LGD, URL, TL, and Mad Lions. Those are my four favourites from these from the plans. I have to, I have to 100% agree with you, and it's it'll be very interesting because um, never before has an emerging region made it out, mm. and this will be the first time if URL do manage to upset PSG Talon, mm. upset if you look at the major yeah. versus minor region system, um, this would be the first time a minor region has made it out of play-ins into the group yeah. stage of Worlds, which would be amazing. And I would really like to see UOL, and I think that would give Me a too. massive um, a highlight to these smaller regions and, and keep remind them that they aren't actually that far off some yeah. of the lower teams from our major regions. Um, and it will be brilliant to see some of the minor regions even just playing best of fives against each other and against... A North American or an LEC team, it will be really, really good to see some of these teams get a little bit more exposure because yeah. it's not a lot of uh, the league fan base watch some of these so leagues we, unless it is your local league. Yeah, without a doubt. And everyone knows your Team Liquid and your Mad Lions and those kind of teams. Mm. So everyone's expecting them to get out, but it will also be super brilliant to. I mean, Euro is probably. The third biggest, uh, or no, the fourth biggest org out of the planes, but yeah. everyone's kind of holding out hope for them. So I'm, I'm super excited, and if they do make it into the group stages, that will be really exciting. And I think that whatever group they go into, they're going to have a hard time. Yeah. But I think they will be able to take at least some games. And and if and if you go in as the first minor team, to minor region team to make it out of the playing mm. stage. Simply being competitive, taking a match here, taking a match there, pushing some of the best teams in the world to breaking point, um, that's going to be an amazing reward and an amazing experience. And you have to expect if you will get that opportunity, they'll come back stronger next year and it will probably positively impact any of the other minor region teams that don't make it there. Just yep. seeing someone else do it. Yeah, we'll definitely start to change perceptives on this uh, perception on these teams. Yeah, and I think it's 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 super important that a team like this does make it into group stages, and I'm sure they're going to be absolutely playing their hearts mm. out in this in this groups, and I'm sure it means so much to them to be able to be at Worlds and have a chance to make it into the group stages. Yeah. So it's super super exciting stuff. Definitely, and best of luck to all of these teams, and we'll watch them play in the first. Uh, week, week and a half yes. of the um, world tournament mm -hmm. with the best of ones and then the best of fives and I'm not, we're not quite sure when we're going to have podcasts coming out mm -hmm. but we're going to be kind of moving them around during the week to ensure that yeah. we're bringing them out in a time where it's not like oh we have one more day of, of best of ones yes. or whatever um, so we'll probably have one maybe after best of ones definitely after um, the end of the playing stage, mm -hmm. and then after every week of groups play, and yeah. every week of the playoffs in the yeah. World Championships. Talking about the official World Championships, I guess, let's talk about the, the main groups, and 
a lot, like we said, a lot of the teams coming into play-ins have already been decided which group they'll go into yeah, with much. this draw. Um, starting with Group 8, we'll have a lovely graphic there, so you'll be able to see all the teams now. Um, but starting with Group A, the teams already in this one are G2, Machi, and Suning. G2, the first seed from the LEC. Mm. Machi is the first seed from the uh, the Southeast Asian League Cup League. Mm. Suning being the third place seed from the LPL. Yep. And the team guaranteed to go into this group is Team Liquid. Yes, Team Liquid. Have to go into yes. this group because they can't go into Group B, can they? No, there is already a. Uh, I mean. Uh, oh no, they can go into Group B. Yeah, so well, Team Liquid can go Group A or Group B. Yeah, so so with our predictions, either Team Liquid or UOL would be joining this group. However, if PSG Talon do make it out instead of UOL. Team Liquid has to go into Group A yes. and PSG Talon has to go into Group B because yes. Machi is from the same region as PSG Talon. That's right. Um, so what what are your thoughts on this group then? I, I I mean, there's clearly a winner out of this group for me, even regardless of which teams go into this group, if Team Liquid go into this group, there's clearly a winner for me still here. There's, there's, I don't know about one winner because I think both G2 and Suning will be really close, yeah. actually. But there seems to be a decently sizable divide between the top two and the bottom two teams in this group, regardless of whether we get Team Liquid or, or UOL coming into this group. Yeah. You have to say G2 and Suning are heavy favourites to make it out of this group. Without a doubt. And I think G2 having such an amazing split and then doing so well in the playoffs and just continuing to play better and better all the time and it looks like these guys are unstoppable at the moment yeah definitely and it's and it's brilliant to see them bouncing back having a, a less than optimal summer season mm. losing in the upper bracket finals to Fnatic in a really 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 close best of five bouncing back taking down Rogue in another close, close, close series, and then in an admittedly close 3 0, yep. but a 3 0 nonetheless yes, against Fnatic, um, taking that first place position from the LEC is really, really, really good yeah. for this team. And I think it will have built up a lot of confidence for the way they play. Yeah, I agree. And like you said, uh, having that close best of five Fnatic and then the close best of five of Rogue, and then going on to just 3-0 sweep Fnatic, yeah. like you said, admittedly a pretty close 3-0, but a 3-0 nonetheless. Yeah, I don't think you can disregard, like, yeah, all the games were close, but mm. when it came down to it, G2 were the better t were the better European team every single time they played in that finals. Without a doubt, and, and I think that's super important for them to realise that they have this skill gap above other European teams. Mm -hmm. Um, where these other European teams have been talked about so much. We've always talked about, you know, Fnatic, one day they are going to win Worlds again. You know, everyone kind of expects them to do really well. Uh, they're seen as a really good, one of the best teams from uh, from Europe, if not the best, yeah. always have been seen as that. But G2 now coming in, looking super strong. They have probably, the, uh, I mean, easily the best mid laner from EU, one of the best far, in the world. Yeah. yeah. 
and they they have a, an amazing jungler, jungler in Jankos, mm. uh, their ADC uh, Perks, who was the mid lane swap out, but mm. seeming to play really well on AD. Yeah. Uh, it's it's looking like these guys, like I said, they're they're unstoppable at the moment. A hundred percent, and and this will definitely be a very interesting group, almost a proving ground for G two to kind of show that they have shaken off their losing streak against the LPL teams mm. playing against the third seed from the LPL might allow them to play against a slightly weaker LPL team and build up some of that confidence to come out of the group stage and I think that match is going to be the most interesting we have to see two best of ones for G2 versus Suning It'll be really 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 interesting and the, mm. the matchup I want to highlight in that one is the jungle matchup like yeah. you said Yankos Amazing, right? Yes. In in the regular season, he was looked brilliant, and he might have his polar opposite, literally the most opposite player you can imagine from the stable, controlled, more tank supportive kind of jungler, but everywhere you need him kind of guy of Jankos. Sofm, you have you incredible. incredible but he is the opposite of Yankos. Yeah, this guy, that. if you haven't watched any um, clips of SOS, SOFM, definitely check him out because he is incredibly individually talented. Yes. And he is a, a doubly aggressive as he is talented. Mm -hmm. This I've never seen a Lee Sin Q this guy won't take, genuinely. <laughs> and that, to his benefit or his detriment, yeah, it would be very interesting to see how those two match up because I expect him to be the aggressor every single time in these best in these in these matches and going through their 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 kind of playoff runs we yes. expect. Um, uh, we, what side of that do you favour? The, the slow calculated side or the pure aggression that we're definitely going to see out of SOFM? It's it's going to be a quite a, an interesting matchup for me. I think. If Suning can catch out G2 on these plays, because we know Yankos is someone who is always there for the counter gank. If mm. Caps is, if 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 he's if the enemy jungler is in mid lane, Yankos is there to, yeah. to immediately get that counter gank. And if he's top, Yankos is there. He's always all around the map. He's mm. super super good at always being on top of the enemy jungler. But if they can manage to catch catch out the bot lane or the mid lane, say if he's going for say if um, what's it called. Uh, Yankos is going for a gank in mid lane, and then SOFM is there on top, getting a kill, doing some insane shit that he does. Yeah. Um, then it will be super interesting to see who comes out on top of this. Yeah. And obviously, if if SOFM gets fed, gets those kills, then he'll be able to carry more because yeah. he is on. He'll be on those carry junglers. Uh, yeah, and we've seen him do that so many times. It's it's basically the reason they were able to beat LGD mm. in the regional qualifier to take their spot straight into the the group stage of Worlds, and so the team's clearly got a lot of faith in him, and I think it is going to come down so much to timing. Definitely. Is SOFM going to be faster yeah. than Yankos, essentially? Can he create interesting jungle routes that Yankos isn't going to expect in these? Because Yankos is so good at predicting where the enemy jungle is going to be. So has, FOM got, has SOFM got some secret jungle routes? Has he got some weird level two, level three gank paths and yeah. timings. Has he got a really fast level six clear on something like an Evelyn where you can yeah. get that one shot onto one of the laners and really start to snowball your lanes? Mm. It'll be really interesting to see 
who's come into this and studied their opponent more. And I think Yankos is, is someone who has always kind of known his job on G2. He knows that Caps is a star player. He knows he's never going to be able to carry the games, I apart mean, from a few. I mean, he was playing the Braum at one point. Yeah. If you know your role, if you're playing jungle Braum in funnel meta, like, you definitely know your place. Yeah, and I, I don't expect him to be <laughs> doing anything differently in this uh, in this in this in worlds this year apart from trying to get caps fed pretty much and yeah. allowing him to carry because that the mid lane matchup for these two teams is obviously favored towards g2 yeah and, and don't you know i think that all the players from suning are incredibly well uh, are really 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 skilled and i think the top lane is going to be close i think the bot lane is going to be close although wonder's so good i think wonder is really good but I, th I think Bin for this team is incredible. If you think about the, the top laners that he was playing against in the LPL, mm. yeah, the two teams above him have 369 and Zoom, mm -hmm. who are incredibly individually talented. And let's not forget, arguably the best top laner in the world, who isn't even here, mm. the Shy, yeah. did get so binned by Bin. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, I don't think that you can underestimate this team, but I don't think it's going to be about those lanes no. as much. I think it's going to be another mid-jungle mm. off um, and maybe more jungle off, depending on how G2 can kind of manipulate the map. Yeah. Whether or not they can make it about a mid-lane disparity or whether or not SOFM is going to get his way and yeah. run the whole map The whole map really. Without a doubt. And I think G2 know what they're good at. They're going to stick to that. They know their strong points. They know that Although they have strong lanes in pretty much every lane, like Wanda, like I said, I think he was one of the best top laners from the LEC. Yeah, easily. Um, and Caps the best mid laner, so they know they know their strong points. They're gonna hopefully just focus on those and be able to win these games. And I and I, and I don't see them, although it's they're gonna be such close games and really exciting ones at that because G two are gonna have to adapt to the aggressive style of Sooning and yeah. we'll see how they adapt so I expect Sooning to at least win one of these best of ones I'm not gonna lie. Yeah no I, I agree I agree and now kind of hypothesizing with me TL coming into this group is there any chance they make it out? How do we think if TL landed in this group one of the two groups that they can go to hmm. um, being that third North American team can they make it out of this group? For me, I think you just have to look at these other teams and look at the one-for-one -one matchups in the lanes, and especially the jungle. I don't think Team Liquid are going to make it out of this group if they get put in Group 8, honestly, because, again, but both of the mid laners from Suning and G2 probably are better than Jensen, yeah. and both of the junglers are better than Broxer and Bot Lane and Wonder's really good. Like I think they've just got such a solid team, both of these teams, yeah. Suning and G2. And I think the most worrying thing for me if Team Liquid ends up in, this, in, in Group A is the one thing that Team Liquid really got exposed by in the playoffs was TSM playing around top lane. Yeah. Playing top lane carries, mm -hmm. and both Wonder and Bin can play top lane carries yeah. incredibly well. Yeah. And if you're if you if Team Liquid ends up in Group A and you're G two or Suning's coach, mm. and you watch those playoff games, you're going to say, "All right, let's just put Bin 
yeah. on Jax. Put Wonder on Nico. Yeah, and, and, and it seems like unless Team Liquid come in with a totally different strategy, they just won't know how to respond to that. And unfortunately, mm. Impact just, I don't think, is the type of player who can respond to that. I agree. Um, and that's going to be such a massive disparity that regardless of how good you think Jensen is, how close you think he might be to someone like Caps, which I don't think is close, um, the, the top lane matchup will be so difficult for Team Liquid. And so you have to expect them maybe to pick up some wins against Matchy. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't necessarily expect them to be playing too close against the top two teams in this group. No, but and, and I think if they do go into this group, it's super unfortunate for them because they are they're playing against the best team from EU and one of the best teams from the LPL. I mean, obviously the third seed, but that doesn't really mean a lot when you look at how well they play. This all of season. these, all of these LPL teams are so in, incredible, especially the top two. But even our third and fourth place in Suning and, and LGD yeah. are incredible, so incredible teams. Yeah. And so I think we're both in agreement. Sooning and G2 out of this group. Yep, definitely. Who do you think will take first place and who do you think will take second place? For me, I'd have to say G2 taking first place and then Sooning taking second because I just believe in G2 and their style of play will be able to, they'll be able to outplay Sooning with, you know, the mind games, the stuff that G2 are so good at. Um, and being able to have that mid lane matchup in favour of G2, I think all of these factors just will be able to push them to first place. And I think yeah, I I agree. I think that, like you said, I think that these two teams will probably go one one against each other. Mm. Um, but thinking about how the group will play out, either they both end up on the same record. Yeah. Um, and I think the G2 will probably win the tiebreaker just about. Because mm -hmm. I favour them slightly as a better team than Sooning. But I think Sooning are more likely to drop a game to Machi or whoever else ends up in the group with them mm -hmm. than G2. I think G2 will probably only lose to Sooning, whereas yeah. Sooning are a little bit more of a sloppy team there. Okay. Aggression be can become over-aggression and it might bite them in the butt. So they're more likely to drop a game. So I do have to agree, I think... Although it would be really close and it definitely could come down to a tiebreaker, mm -hmm. G2 to edge out Sooning for first place in, in this group. Yeah, and obviously I have to agree with that because, like you said, G2 are more kind of controlled and slow, methodical team as opposed to pretty much all of the LPL teams who are all about the hyper-aggression. And if they get caught out, they could easily get caught out by a team like Team Liquid and drop a game there. Yeah. And then I, I just don't see G2 losing to Team Liquid at all or no. matching. Same, same. And, and, and it will be a very interesting group to watch. Definitely a, a group of junglers to watch, mm. I have to say. Definitely. Going on to Group B, and not, uh, honestly, I'm going to say this about every group. Another amazing group. Oh, this every group is, group is actually insane. This might be the group of death in, in this one. We, we, we have Damwon, JD Gaming, and Rogue. Mm. And the teams that can go into this one is Team Liquid or UOL uh, or PSG. Yeah. If PSG make it out, they go in here. Mm -hmm. And if PSG don't make it out, it can be either UOL or Team Liquid. Mm. But you have to say, what an incredible group. All, I mean, of, these, group. all of these teams look really, really good. Yes. And and the first point I want to touch on 
before we talk about the the uh, LCK and LPL teams is it really feels bad, man, for Rogue. Oh, man. oh my god, can you imagine being Rogue going into this group? They've got to be so so upset with just how unfortunate they were. Obviously, they were they were hoping everyone wanted to see the Rogue vs TSM matchup, mm. and not just that. It's just that the fact that they're against two of the best teams in the world. Uh, probably the, one of the, I would argue, the best team in the world at the moment is Damwon. I have to say, I, I do think, if I had to hedge my bets now, I would say Damwon is the best team in the world, simply yeah. because of the way they played in the LCK. They looked phenomenal. They genuinely did. And if you compare that to the top seed, or even top two seeds from the LPL, that was so much closer than the Damwon DRX series, which was a 3-0 stomp. Yeah. For done one, they look the 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 skill disparity hmm. within the Korean teams from first to second and third is humongous. Damwon definitely looks incredible, and I I would argue that Damwon coming into this have the best players in so many of their roles. Oh, yeah. to, to put this in perspective, right, the LTK All Pro voting, Damwon had their top laner, their jungler their mid laner and their support mm. in the first team and the only player not was replaced by Ruler from Genji who is the best the best, the best AD carry in the world you'd argue. <laughs> and so this team clearly has the best players all round from Korea. It's just so it's such an incredibly stacked roster. It really, really is. Yeah. And you you have to just think against either of JD Gaming and Rogue, they will probably just absolutely crushed them in, in my opinion. Although JD Gaming Looked really, really, really good. I mean, um, they very easily could have been the first seed from the exactly. LPL. Exactly, the finals between uh, themselves and uh, Top Esports was such a close best five, and you know, with Top Esports just edging out, I would say they are the best team from the LPL. Yeah, uh, and probably the best team in China. So, regardless, JD Gaming looks super, super strong, and like you said, we're super close to being the first seed from the LPL. And then we would be talking about this totally differently, right? Yeah. This, this could have been top in exactly. theory. Um, but I think JD uh, will match up very well into Damwon. I think we've seen the kind of style that Damwon want mm. to play. You know, once again, we're talking about top players. Unsurprisingly, mm. when we talk about a team like Damwon, having a... Uh, a divisive top laner yeah. like Nuggery. Um, insane top laner. Insanely talented, don't get me wrong, but definitely a uh, a firm believer in the O2 power spike. <laughs> <laughs> Playing some of these champions where it's just so frustrating. No matter what you do, this guy seems to absolutely stomp, regardless yeah. of what you do to him in the early game. And we haven't necessarily seen that from... Um, I think it's Zoom is the top laner from JD. Um, Zoom definitely needs a little bit more help to get ahead, whereas we expect Nuggery to be creating his own leads and kind of freeing up Canyon to work with my best pick, my pick for the best mid laner in the tournament of Showmaker. And if that guy gets ahead, I think that the, the Wei Zhao is going to have a massive struggle in this mid lane. We saw how much he struggled against Knight, and yeah. I think that Showmaker may be better than Knight. And, and and then and then that's, you know, even if they're so close, yeah. it's going to be such a difficult matchup, this mid lane. I mean, you have to think that JD Gaming are just going to try and ban out Nuggery 
completely of, of his favourite champions such as Camille. But then, like you said, that leaves Showmaker open to his just the incredibly wide variety of champions that he likes to play in the mid lane. And that's what makes him such a good um, mid laner, like as you said, in your opinion, the best in the world. Yeah. Uh, his huge variety and just an, he's an unbannable player. You can't ban him. 100%. His and, and, you know, maybe he's not as individually talented as someone like Chovy or Knight, mm. but he knows how to win games. It's the most yeah. incredible thing, I think, about Showmaker, regardless of what champions are, like you've said. He knows how to play them all so well and he knows how to take that. Any lead that he gets and turn it into a, a victory almost every time, which is so impressive. It really is. Yeah, and I think Dan one out of this group for me just have to be the favourites. I don't see them probably even dropping a game here. Maybe they'll go one for one with JZ Gaming, but that would have to be after some serious mistakes being made from this yeah. team. I think the only way that Dan one start to kind of fall behind their game against JD is they get exposed in their bot lane a little bit mm. but that's really hard to do not a lot of LTK teams were able to do that and we think about the, the forgotten fifth member of Damon in Ghost mm -hmm. the only man not to make it to the pro to the all, all, all pro first team is still incredible and oh, he's yeah. so stable is the most is the yes. brilliant thing and they know how to play safe in that bot lane we saw them in the LCK finals playing Draven bot Mm -hmm. But not playing towards it, kind of understanding that Ghost is not as skilled as a lot of the other AD carries, and going, we'll give you a comfort pick, give him the Draven, he'll be able to lane well, but we're going to snowball the other side of the map. And then you see him come in with like 250 sacks, get, a kill at, yeah. uh, get his first kill at 17 minutes into it and absolutely explode into the game, yeah. and still be able to carry. And he's picking up things like Callista in that series, so we know he can play these things. Yeah. It just depends whether or not he's going to be given the draft priority to play these kind of things, which you expect in some of these harder matchups, maybe not. Without a doubt, yeah. And you see the, the impact that a team like Damwon has on the international scale, with, like you said, uh, Ghost picking up Draven, that instantly translated into, I think, literally the next day, Hansama decided to pick Draven in against yeah. someone and just got rolled. But, well, that's, you know. that's a, that's a handsome, uh, classic pick. We've seen him mm. pick that one up a, a few times before, but yeah. you I have to say it was brought watching. to the front of his yeah, mind by Ghost that. playing it so intelligently. Yeah. And I think it's going to be hard to abuse that bot lane, but if they can, if they can pick on arguably the weakest part of this damn one team, mm. maybe, maybe that's where they get the lead. Yeah. But I just believe that Canyon will not be there and will be snowballing the other side of the map. And then yeah. you believe in a showmaker, you believe in a nuggery to kind of carry a wounded ghost to a victory. Yeah, without a doubt. Like you said, showmaker is so good at just winning games and putting his team in a winning position. Like all these lanes are the win con for this team, but they all work together to be one big win con, and it's yeah. just a disgusting it, team. It's absolutely amazing. It is insane, and it, and it and like I said, it feels really bad for Rogue mm. come into this group. So, so is there any way that Rogue could take that second spot? Maybe could could upset JDG and I take would, it. I would absolutely love it to happen, but oh, I want to say I've got faith, but I think. 
just with the way that they they that rogue i mean they're not the strongest best of five team mm. um so i think that they, they, they played like undoubtedly after the split they were in first place and they're so good at best of ones this yeah. rogue team but when it comes to against to coming against these teams like jd gaming and damn one i don't think i see them taking a game off damn one at all and then maybe going one to one with JD Gaming, but it's going to be so it's tough. It's going to be so team. tough. And I think that the, the the only thing that you can hope for this road team is that Larson just puts on two pairs of carry pants. Yeah. Yeah, seriously, I think that's the main thing that this team is going to be praying for. That you know mm. he eats his Weetabix in the morning. He really, really steps on the accelerator. Mm and absolutely stomps the mid lane because there's no way that Rogue are going to win the top lane no. in this in against either of these teams. Yeah, and I'm against sure... Zoom or against yeah. Nuguri. You have to see that Finn was definitely the weak point for Rogue. Right. And 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 that's that's where these teams are going to be targeting and it's up mm. to Larson to take up that slack and then some I think. Yeah, and uh, as hard as it is for a player to hear that they are the weak point on team uh, and, I, and I, I mean I can imagine it's a super tough thing being told by a coach that we're going to put you on these more supportive champions because mm -hmm. it's going to be a tough matchup for you I'm sure that a player like Finn who has been around for a, quite a long time yeah. will understand that going against teams like Damn One Gaming and JDG that he's going to have to play to his best level and not go super aggressive like yeah. we've seen him just in on Renekton yeah, a couple of times like, level yeah. one level two like he, I, I want to see this guy I want to see this guy on the horns I want to yeah. see him on the sidelines I I don't think there's a way where you comfortably take a carry carry matchup mm -hmm. like no. I think you just have to pick something where even if he gets abused you believe that he'll still be there in the team fights to do some to absorb some of that pressure that we know these teams are going to be putting out, just 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 to help and give his his AD carry and his mid laner some sort of space, and then and then you pray at that point. Yeah, I mean the only time I can see uh, Finn on a carry champion in this group is if something like a really roamy orientated champion like Camille is open. I mean mm -hmm. Camille's obviously always been such a super strong pick. As yeah. long as it, he's not getting counterpicked in top lane, he can roam, you know. Camille's always loves to roam and translate um pressure into other lanes, etc. So mm -hmm. that's the only time I can see him on a super carry champion. But other than that, I'd love to see him on his Orn, like you said. He's played well with Orn throughout the whole split. Um just something like as long as he just doesn't make stupid, silly mistakes in the early game, I think if he can get on those tanks and just support his team, not feed the enemy top lane like Niggery, then I think, you know what, he he has a chance to at least not be the weak point for yeah. Rogue. I, I think I'm really scared in the drafts, though, because they're going to have to be so careful drafting in this top lane, because we saw how incredible some of the drafts from Damwon have mm. been, like, you think back to that LCK finals again when they early picked the Callista. Everyone thinks it's going into that AD carry position. Mm -hmm. and, then and then they top. flex it up to the top. They get an incredible matchup for Nuguri. They put Ghost on his favourite, his mm -hmm. Ezreal. Super safe, once again, not able to be abused. And, and Nuguri runs away with the game. Yes. He really does. And him and Canyon play amazing, really using that. 
that close to ult. I was one point where Nuger is flashing in to save Canyon on the invade, and then they go with reinvade with Showmaker and get kills again. Like they're going to have to be so careful in yeah. this draft to really um, not let either Zoom or Nuguri get an advantage because and it could be disastrous if, if they get the counter pick. Agreed, and and, uh, and I think regardless of whether Dan one win the draft or it's an even draft. I think just down to the individual skill of these players and the way that Damon plays better. Uh, I think lots of the analysts and stuff give a lot of a lot more weight to drafts than is actually necessary, yeah. in my opinion, because I think that no matter if a draft is is even or a favour to one team, it doesn't decide a game for me. And I think that Damon with their skill and their teamwork, like you said, they they pull some incredibly well timed and well-orchestrated team plays that I think a, a team like Rogue just doesn't have that in their skill set, which is super unfortunate for me. But, you know what, maybe they can pull it out of the bag. Yeah, the, the teamwork does just seem a level above from down one. And I like your your point about draft because I get caught out on that sometimes. It's not all about draft, mm. but I think even you have to admit that... If, if there if, is a clear if, winner in the draft. If yeah. down one gets a counter-pick top... Yeah. I literally think they won against Rogue. Yeah, I, 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 I don't see a way that they can they can save that mm -hmm. that game as Rogue. Agreed, and 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 I mean I think that the draft is super super important, but I feel like when you're in game it's a completely different thing. Um, and like yeah, I just I just I just feel that when it comes down to it, the individual skill. Say for example, mm -hmm. you have a bunch of rank one challengers versus a bunch of master tier players. Oh yeah, of course. And you and, have And you'd argue that the 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 skill disparity is quite large in this yeah. match, don't get me wrong. Um it would just be interesting to see if Damon can replicate some of these amazing drafts they've had with great counterpick yeah, top they're and so, mid. They're so good at later on in the tournament when we see them not only up against JDG here but up against the G2s, the top esports, the other really, really top top tier teams that we are kind of thinking about. And yeah. and the last question I'll ask before we move off of group B, I'll ask you this in group A as well. Mm -hmm. If Team Liquid end up in this group, is there any hope for NA fans with Team Liquid who already said they're almost definitely not getting out of group A? I mean Is it is it any better in group B? <laughs> I would honestly favour Rogue's chances of getting out of this group higher than Team Liquid's just I just think that Team Liquid just I want them to do what I really really do because I really love their players. I love Broxer as a player. I think he has so much potential. I just feel that this team together doesn't work super well, and yeah. I'm ex honestly expecting some changes afterwards. Oh, same. Yeah. So it, it, I mean, you could see Broxer going back to EU easily, uh, oh, being 100%. on the on a team like Rogue, for example. That I think he would be so much better suited mm. to to pretty much any team from EU. Because uh, he is one of the best junglers from... He was one of the best junglers in the EU when he was on the Team Fnatic. So, I mean, I just... I have I, I hope for the players, but I just don't see them getting out of either Group A or B, personally. Yeah, I, I, I have to 100% agree. I think all the problems that we've talked about for Rogue in this group, Team Liquid have the same ones and more. Oh. They don't have a strong top lane. The impact is not going to survive against Nuguri or Zoom, mm. just as Finn won't survive. Exactly. And they don't even have the the synergy 
of their jungler working well with the team. Whereas I think Inspired has been really, really good this year, working amazingly with Larson. Mm -hmm. And you just can't say the same thing for, for Broxa with Jensen on this mm -hmm. Team Liquid team, and that's really unfortunate. But it is true, and it's just another way that we, we think that Team Liquid will struggle against these teams, especially against a jungler like Canyon. Mm. It will manhandle Broxer if he ends yeah. up in this group. Yeah. And, and, you know, let's imagine this scenario, right? If Canyon's going in for an, in, an invade against mm. Broxer, you know Showmaker's going to be there behind mm. him every time. Yeah. But you don't say the same about Broxer. If Broxer's going for an invade... I don't, Jensen isn't there when no. he needs him the most and that's the real difference um, mm. and that's why I keep coming back to this this jungle mid mismatch for so many of these matches for Team Liquid Agreed and I think even the Rogue's bot lane in Hansama and uh, I can't remember the support from Rogue for the life Vanda. of me Vanda I think that, that Hansama and Vanda will easily be able to um, outclass Team Liquid bot lane in my opinion yeah. I, I think that cool. Core JJ has been amazing, but we have definitely seen tactical struggle in the playoffs. Yeah, without a doubt, and the difference between Hansama and tactical is huge, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. It weighted in, in favour of Hansama. I think he is a, actually a really, really good yeah, agency. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think he's really, 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 really good. He's a he's a definitely a stable player. He's not necessarily mm. the most flashy player in the no. world, but stable players are what you need a lot of the time, and he can have those okay. carry performances that. We, we would expect from the AD carry role. Yeah. And so it will be very interesting to see if if he can do that. And I think there is a little bit of light in the tunnel for, for Rogue. And mm. I'll explain what I mean by that is if you're Rogue, you know coming into this group you're not very favoured. Mm. You know that either of the teams, Dan One or JDG, could go on to win the tournament. That's very likely mm. actually. It's very unfortunate to be drawn into that group. But there's a decent chance if Rogue manages to take a game off of either of these teams, they, Damwon and GDD might not drop games going forward in the playoffs. And so if you're Rogue and you say, yeah, I went 1-1 against Damwon, however unlikely that is, mm -hmm. that's, a, that's not a bad really outcome. If you go 1-1 against a team like JDG and you come third in the group, you maybe lose twice to Damwon. Even if you take, manage to take one off of Damwon, you go... That's not a bad outcome in the whole scheme of things. And this is a, a newer team who could definitely benefit from the Chinese Super Server experience and playing against two phenomenal teams. Yeah. And so it's gonna it's gonna suck because they probably know they're not gonna make it out of groups mm. no matter how hard they try. But taking a game or two off with arguably two of the best teams in the two of the top three teams in the world. Agreed. Could could really affect this team yeah. positively Definitely. going forward and they could come back stronger in, in 2021. Definitely, and I'm sure if they manage to even take a game of either of these teams, they'll be super pleased with themselves. Yeah. Uh, it, again, they're probably feeling a bit upset right now just because of they've been dropped into mm. the, the group of death. I, I would probably call group B the group of death. Especially because you expect Team Liquid to come into this group as well, and then that is a pre-weighted group. Very, a very hard group. Mm. But yeah, uh, other than that, I think that's that's it for Group B. Yeah. Should we move on to Group C? Group C, another <laughs> undoubtedly very oh, interesting group. And this is a kind of group where I think there is some really strong arguments for all of the teams mm. 
in this group. We have the three teams that are in this group are Fnatic, uh, the second seed from the L LEC. We have Genji, the third seed from the LCK, and TSM, the first seed from the LCS. And if JDG make it out of the playing stage, which everyone expects them to, they yeah. are heavy favourites for that. This is the group that they're going to end up yes. um, being the fourth seed from the LPL. Another incredible team, though. And so this is a stacked group. And I think Agreed. this might be the closest group for who will make it out of, of, of this group. I think every every team in this in this group will go, Whew, it's a bit yeah, of a hard on. group, yeah. but... We can make it out of this group, and I, mm. I think every team is going to think that they've got a chance. And so this could be really, really interesting. Which team would you like to talk about first? Uh, I mean, we could jump straight in with probably my uh, favourite team to make it out of this uh, group and come first, um, and probably have a really good chance at doing well, maybe going to the semi-finals or the finals mm -hmm. in Genji, uh, the third seed team, or was it the second team seed? Third seed, third but. Seed. I would argue they're the second best team, and we'll yes. touch on DRX um, in group in group D. But this is the stable um, team, quite similar mm. to Danmon in a lot of ways. Um, but the stable LCK team, which we kind of have grown to know over many years. Yeah, and I think it, this team has some incredibly um, individually talented players in people like Ruler uh, and the, the, the Ruler life bot lane for Genji is going to be something that is going to just hopefully, I mean, in my opinion, will probably outclass the either bot lanes of Fnatic or TSM. They will probably outclass basically any bot lane in this yeah. whole in this whole tournament, even looking up against Jack, uh, like Jackie Love yeah. from the LPL, who is the, probably the best LPL Definitely. AD carry. Um, you, you expect Ruler to be by far the best AD yeah. carry coming into this tournament. And Life also arguably one of the best supports um, in yeah. the tournament as well. So yeah, I, I don't see them not making it out of this group. Like you said, if LGD, LGD do make it into this group, it probably will be tough for them to take games off them because mm -hmm. I think LGD is a really, really strong team from the LPL. And like we said, uh, they're most likely to sweep uh, the playing stage mm. in their group. Yeah. Um, but I think Genji just... If they can get that early lead, if they can mm -hmm. snowball, um, then they'll be able to take games off all of these yeah. teams without a doubt. And like you kind of hint on, we've seen a bit of a metamorphosis for Genji throughout this year because at the start of spring they were really slow. Yeah. They they definitely were that classical LCK team, yeah. but we've just seen their game, their average game time get lower yeah. and lower and lower this year to the point where. BDD won the Summer MVP award, mm. and he was playing Akali's all the time. Not necessarily his control mages. We know he still can play. Mm. And so, if that team can abuse the early games of a team like Fnatic, a team like TSM, mm. they're definitely going to have a good chance of being stable enough to close out the game. Mm -hmm. Agreed. And... I think that, like you mentioned, like you touched upon BDD, I think the matchup between BDD and Bjergsen is going to be something that will be so interesting, super exciting, and one which I'm a bit less excited to watch is the matchup between uh, BDD and Nemesis. I'm going to might just have to have my eyes closed whenever the spectators are over mid lane. This is a rough <laughs> group 
for Nemesis. Oh, yeah, Can we just touch on that? Like, so BGD being one of the best mid laners from the LCK, and, and you only say he's not the best hmm. because the other two are oh, Showmaker God. and Chovy, who are absolutely insane. Yeah. And then Nemesis is like, oh, okay, well, I, I'll lose to, to BDD. Who else do I have to play in this group? Oh, Fucking Bjergsen, who has been insane this year. Bjergsen has really, really, really carried this TSM team. You could argue he's the reason that TSM will make it to play Fnatic yeah. in a lot of games. Yeah, without a doubt. And I, and I think, arguably, T uh, Bjergsen will have to be the strong point against either Team Genji and Fnatic. Uh, and he'll probably be the one to, as we've seen him do countless times, carry these games yeah. for TSM. And I honestly don't know how he does it okay. so consistently. Out of the bag all the it's time. just when when Bjergsen needs to win, hmm. he does it yeah. in North America. And there's no one who can stop him, not even Jensen, his, his, yeah. his lifelong rival. No one can stop him in North America. And so the real test... I think for this player, is going to be, can he still do that? Can he carry as hard on the international stage? And I think BDD is going to be a, a, a real kind of measuring stick to see how good Bjergsen is. And I think that it's going to put so much pressure on his teammates, which will be really interesting. I don't know if you've watched any of the TSM interviews, but lots of the, the other TSM members were really inspired to play better because they were so... They felt would feel so bad mm. that Bjergsen might not go to Worlds with how incredibly he was playing. Yeah, and I think, like you said, he is obviously inspiring the rest of his teammates to play well and also playing at an extremely high level himself at the same mm. time. So if they could all work together, I do have hope for TSM in this group. Yeah, I'm just still a bit uh, cautious about whether they will make it out of the group just because you have a team like Genji and... And likely LGD. 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 Yeah, and that's and that's the real thing. And if you think if it was any other playing team than LGD, we would be sitting yeah. here saying TSM, TSM gonna get second place. They're gonna go out of group stage, which is an amazing feat for these North American teams who have struggled for so long. But the fact that you then slot in LGD into this group most likely yeah. is is so tough. I mean, all of these groups are super hard, and this one just backs up. I mean, talking about the TSM Fnatic matchup, we we touched on it briefly with MBX and the Nemesis. Mm -hmm. I think that that the other lanes are going to be quite tough for TSM to to win this in the one of the most consistent um, ADCs and support matching in the LEC is in Fnatic and Himasang. Mm. So it will be tough to see how TSM, who haven't had a super strong bot lane recently, yeah. how they're going to adapt to play against a team like this. And obviously self-made on Fnatic, one of the best junglers in, in the West as well, mm. uh, who's been on form recently, looking incredible on his carry-oriented junglers, such as his Hecarims, his Evelyns, etc. And you've got to, you've got to think that they probably just have to ban him out completely, right? Because he is the strong point I, of Fnatic. I, in I my definitely opinion. think that you, you're going to have to think about banning these champions out. Mm. But the progress that we've seen from someone like Speaker gives me hope, honestly. Mm -hmm. The the fact that this guy came in at the start of summer, replacing Dardoch for TSM, and played terribly. He did at the start mm -hmm. of summer. And you compare that to the player he is now. He has improved so, so much. Look look at him, you know, against Blabber, picking the Evelyn, 
destroying the game. Mm. Giving the Evelyn away, picking the Scarlet, Im immediate counter pick. The confidence that this young player has and the confidence that his team has him to give him the Evelyn, the Scarlet, picking the, the, the River Shen in, mm -hmm. in the, in the, it, up against Team Liquid. They clearly have a lot of faith in this young player and so this really will be a, a proving opportunity for him if he can maybe not beat a player like Selfmade, who's definitely a carry jungler compared mm -hmm. to speakers, typically more supportive um, yes. team fighting style. But if Speaker can absorb that, maybe he picks the Skarner again and lets through, uh, lets through the Evelyn mm. for Selfmade and picks the Skarner. If he's able to play that slower style, absorb some, a lot of Selfmade's aggression and more yeah. skill, maybe he can kind of turn this into a bit of a null matchup, which I think is the best case mm. for, for TSM in that jungle matchup. Yeah, and like you said, it, it will be super interesting because obviously we'll be seeing uh, self-made as probably the more aggressive jungler in, mm. in this in this matchup, but it just depends if Speaker can be there uh, on the or for the counter gangs and like you said, turn it into a kind of always have a, a three on three, never a three on two. For example, in bot lane, yeah, if self-made there. If if Speaker can be there for the counter gank, then I think yeah, it will, it will be a very very close matchup and. Mm. Uh, in the in the top lane as well, Bwipo versus Broken Blade. I think as long as um, Bwipo doesn't like in his arse off, like which could definitely <laughs> happen. We've seen those games, and and we don't necessarily see that as much from a player like Broken Blade. No, true. And but I think Bwipo is one of the most underestimated top laners from from the early scene, in my mm. opinion, because he he does have his moments where he play, he plays bad, he makes those mistakes. But he is a really good top laner in my opinion. I think he uh, really likes uh, taking those aggressive one v one matchups in mm -hmm. top lane, playing things like his. I mean, even on Scion, he plays like super oh, aggressively. Yeah, so definitely. it's it's just whether whether or not he he uh, makes those silly mistakes that he is quite known for, mm -hmm. and whether he comes out on, on top in this in this matchup. But yeah, it's. I think like, I think some of the top lane the top lane matchups in this in this game are going to be so interesting. Mm -hmm. We know Broken Blade will happily play into Quipo's style. They'll yeah. they'll both pick punch punchy champions. Yeah. You know, I expect to see some some Jaxes, mm -hmm. um, some Camille's, some Renekton's, you know, like some really heavy fighting yeah. champions. And it'll be really interesting to see essentially like you say which player can make less mistakes and like, the person in this top lane who makes less mistakes will have the opportunity to snowball it and maybe even win it for the for the team and it and, and if i think if tsm can have a winning matchup in both of their solo lanes yeah it could very easily turn into tsm trying to snowball the top half of the map and self-made continually diving the bot lane of yeah. TSM, and at that point, it's which team can can accelerate fastest, which team yeah. can build up their snowball fastest, and that's going to be a really interesting match to watch. Agreed, and and I think the reason Fnatic beat G two in that best of five was because they had a Whippo on the more carry oriented champs, mm -hmm. and they put an emphasis on the more supportive champions mm -hmm. such as Oriana, and if they I mean, it's a pretty similar kind of um, prospect here in this game, where yeah. you have someone like Bjergsen, who is clearly a level above Nemesis at the mm. moment. Although, I mean, I still have faith in Nemesis. I think he is um, super, super talented, and also 
obviously this is his first world, um, yeah. etc. So after this, he he's only going to get better. So although maybe not one of the best right now, mm. in, in a year or two, I think he, he'll he'll be a lot better. But regardless, obviously Bjergsen a level above him at the moment. Uh, whereas Brippo loves to play those carry top laners, and if he can snowball a top lane, and if you have Nemesis on something like the Oriana or mm. the, one of his other pocket picks, the more supportive mid laners, then uh, again it will be a super interesting. And this this whole group is so close. Yeah, I, definitely. I can't predict a winner at, at all, well, apart from Gen G definitely one, making it out. I can't. One more it. question before we make before we make predictions is, like you said, we saw Fnatic kind of understand how to beat a team like G2 and kind mm. of like TSM. Do you think TSM can learn from what G2 did against them in the finals, Definitely. where they were able to kind of counteract the new style of Fnatic? Are, G are, are TSM going to be reading the G2 playbook? Oh, 100%, I think. And obviously G2 did the same and copied... Um, TSM the and Rufish, the Rufish 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 Rufish. Yeah. So you, these teams are quite similar mm. in, in the play style. So it'd be very interesting if we get a repeat of the winner's bracket finals, where Fnatic was able to win against this style of team, mm. or if we get a, a repeat of the grand finals, regardless of how close it was, where Fnatic yeah. wasn't able to beat this, this yeah. style of team. And and I think the reason that Fnatic probably lost that second best of five in, in quite a one-sided fashion was because they were overconfident after that um, first best of five, which they which they played really really well. They mm -hmm. played out of their mind in, in that game, yeah. and then came into the second one and were like, "We've beaten these guys before. Let's just run it up and do it again." Yeah. And they got caught out making those mistakes that we talked about. Yeah. So as long as Fnatic can play in a more controlled style that they're known for, where Reckless, one of the most consistent, as I said, doesn't make those silly mistakes that he did in that best of five against G two. Then I think it's going to be super close. I I, just, I can't I just can't predict it honestly. I, I don't you, know what's you're, going on. you're comfortable with Gen G first. Yes. As am I. Pick a second team. LG. You're going to pick LG. <laughs> yeah. I think that's a very safe bet. Yeah. I think if you had to, if you were, I would love. If you had to put your life savings on it, you'd pick LGD as the second team. <laughs> but I don't have my life savings on this, and that is part of the reason. Well, I'm going to throw the dice and I'm going to say TSM make it out of this group. I think that they can match the style of th that G2 showed worked against Fnatic and pick up at least one win there. Mm. And I think that they'll be really willing to play fast-paced, slightly messy games against a team like LGD. Yeah. And I think Fnatic might not might struggle more against LGD than TSM, mm -hmm. and so I think it, it, it'll be really close, but I think TSM might just make it, and I think it's going to come down to tiebreakers, almost yeah. definitely, and TSM have the most cl clutch player from North America by far, and mm -hmm. one of the most clutch players in the world in Bjergsen, and if it comes down to tiebreakers, it's really hard to believe that Bjergsen won't just, won't just win yeah. the game. I mean, you have to you have to think that in, in none of these games throughout the whole of Worlds is Bjergsen going to get Zillion. No, Ever. not at all. Never, not <laughs> once. But that doesn't matter because he can play Syndra or he can yeah. play Akali or he can play play literally anything. True. On, honestly, I think it's going to be super, super, super close, and this is definitely the hardest group yeah, to call by far. 
and and you never know. It could be fucking fanatic in TSM making it. Out it of could, history. and that would be and it would be mind blowing. And that it would be, be absolutely amazing. amazing. It genuinely would, and, and we'll have to see. And this is going to be probably the best group to watch, in my opinion, mm. simply because of how close all of the matches are likely to Agreed. be. Agree. I think all of these games are going to be super interesting, yeah. really long games as well, which is exactly what we want. Yeah. I mean, I mean, and the, the simple fact of how long we've talked about this this mm. group, and the fact that we've talked about every team in depth. There's no team that you can write off and say you're definitely coming fourth. Exactly. There are such strong arguments for every team in this group to make to make it out, if not to yeah. make it first. Yeah, I mean, all of all of these all of these teams uh, in this group have one lane which is super really super strong for them, one lane or one role yeah. which is super strong for them. And if that role can get ahead then it could go either way, it could go anyway. So and what it's... what amazing games those are gonna be. They, exactly. they genuinely are. Before we, we ramble on about about group C anymore. Yes. We have one more group to talk about Indeed. in group D. Mm -hmm. The final one. And and, and we've kinda of hyped up so many of these teams that I don't know if we have anywhere else to go, but Let's not forget, the LPL number one oh, seed in top God. esports is in this final group, joined yeah. by the LTK number two team in DRX and the LCS number two team in yeah. FlyQuest, with the most likely team to join this group being Mad Lions, the only group that they can join if they make it out mm -hmm. of the play-ins. Another phenomenally stacked group. <laughs> it is such an incredible world to watch for our fans. I think having four LPL teams and four LEC teams really has changed the dynamic. There's no more group of life at all. No, and, and honestly, I think this is probably going to be one of the best worlds in we've had in a long, long time in yeah. terms of the matchups we're going to see, in terms of how close the game's going to be across the board, and just the unpredictability of it. I yes. mean, you can obviously say that Top's going to do really well, you know, you're going to have Dan One doing really well. Mm -hmm. But then again, there could be so many upsets that happen, and I, I honestly, no one can really call it, but obviously you're going to have your teams that do really well statistically, because they are the yeah. best teams in the world. But then again, no one really knows. So shall we talk about these teams then? Yeah, well let's start at the top with Top Esports. Top Esports. Um, lots and lots and lots of people's favourite for this tournament. Yeah. I've already, you know, said that I believe in Dan One, but Top Esports, the way they won the LPL, fighting tooth and nail to take that, that first place in the summer finals was really impressive and there's no way that you can overlook their mid lane in night. Not at all. I think Top Esports for me would be my favourites to win the uh, whole thing, the whole of Worlds. I can't blame you for that, honestly. It, because I think they are just such an incredibly a an aggressive team and b such a calculated and measured team mm. and those two things put together make just a very very scary prospect and like you said night being we mentioned earlier you're um uh, between showmaker and night you would choose showmaker i would choose night as the best mid laner in the world because i think this guy is super super mechanically gifted super super um just his game knowledge is insane. He always reads the map super well. Mm -hmm. And regardless if he goes 0-6 in his lane, he'll still be able to carry games, which for me is just a disgusting feat in a mid laner. It is absolutely insane. In the LPF, LPL playoffs, 80% of bans against top esports were directed at night. Which, and it's, it's insane. Strong. And his Syndra is his 
is his, is his main pick. It's his best champion. Do you know the win rate on his Syndra? It's like something like 80%. It's 90% when he gets it. And he doesn't get it very often, don't get me wrong. No. But you literally have to ban that champion. Otherwise, he is almost guaranteed to win the game. Definitely. That is such an insane statistic, and it puts such pressure on the drafts for these other teams. Yeah, and like we mentioned previously with Showmaker, his variety of champs that he can pick mm. as well, Knight has the exact same factor. I mean, yeah. he's picked up things like Aatrox mid in Season 10, which he, is... He is the, the LPL's Showmaker. He yeah, really without, is without the, the, the play-anything and win the game yeah. through mid lane type type of player mm -hmm. and it and you know I'm sh I really hope we get to see Knight versus Showmaker but in this group we do have another incredible mid lane matchup yeah. we have Knight versus Chovy yeah and Chovy is not this calm calculated no. player he is the hothead of the LCK mm -hmm. and I mean coming up against Knight who is also a, like like we said a super aggressive mid laner. This lane is going to be absolute chaos, and I cannot wait for it. He really is. I think lot, this this matchup top DRX is going to be super 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 interesting. And I do I do favor top, mm -hmm. um, but I think the mid lane could be close, and it could be super interesting. Mm. I just feel like the other parts of the map might not be as close, and I'm I'm really thinking about that top and jungle. Yeah. I think. The bottom lane for DRX is quite good, actually. Mm. Deft has been very stable this year. Yes, he struggled in playoffs, don't yeah. get me wrong. But he's been very stable. But Doran really suffered mm -hmm. in the LCK finals against Nobury. Mm -hmm. And going up against 369 from top, I think he's going to struggle again. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. I think 369 has, has always been talked about as one of the best top laners in the world and definitely for me at least the best top laner in um, the LPL uh, throughout the whole of the season and like you said he's gonna have to, he's gonna struggle and you know these 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 new players coming in from TS like it's Knight's first worlds yeah but he's already considered the best or if not one of the best mid laners in the world and after mm. this he's only gonna get better and next year they'll probably be in an even better position as long as Knight doesn't leave the team or nothing happens. Yeah. Then they'll be in an even better team. And like you said, it's going to be super hard for DRX to... to they're going to struggle in top lane and mid lane. Mm. And, I mean, bot lane's probably the, the saving grace for them in a, in a way. But then again, Toppy Sports also has an amazing, amazing bot lane. Yes. Yeah, no, I don't think it's going to be an easy bot lane for no. DRX to win. But you have to think... It's the one where they can look for the consistency to kind of show in in the two best of ones they'll play they'll play here. I, I really do think that's the one of the only shining lights that we can we can say. But we do have to be a little bit nervous for DRX because mm. they are the most inconsistent team coming out of the LCK. Um, the three of the, the three of the teams, two of them, Damwon and Genji, super consistent. Mm. They really are, and it would have been very easy for Genji to be the second place team from the from the LCK. But unfortunately, Genji were the third place team, um, and now uh, DRX are inconsistent, mm -hmm. and so we could see them drop games to either FlyQuest or Mad. I don't think that's out of the realm of possibility. No, at all. Um, and and their inconsistency could be their downfall out of group stage. Mm. Yeah, and no, I agree, and and I think. Like you said, in a player like Trevi, he's super hot-headed um, and always known as kind of the hothead. 
headed mid laner from the LCK uh, could could play into the into right into the hands of a team like Top Esports, who are that calm, more collected team, although super aggressive, they know what they're doing all the time. And yeah, their inconsistency inconsistency could definitely let them down. Uh, but what about FlyQuest in this group? Do you have any hope for them playing against these two super gifted teams? Well, when we consider the NA teams, right, we said there's no hope for Team Liquid, and I think that's fair. Mm -hmm. We said there's a decent bit of hope for TSM, but we're not confident. I'm more confident, I'm as confident, if not more confident, that FlyQuest could make it out of this group. I really do, because they have been really exceptional this whole year coming second in spring and then second again in summer shows their consistency they've always been really good in best of ones they tend to not be super upset in best of ones mm. and they always come in with a pretty good level one and a pretty good draft and those are two things put together that give you some stability in these best mm. of ones and that's what drx lacks so i don't expect FlyQuest to lose to a team like MAD. I think that FlyQuest no, could very easily 2-0 that, whereas DRX might lose to MAD if they just have a bad draft or they do something weird early game and they get a little bit flustered and they just lose the game to MAD. And then it's going to come down to do either of these teams, do, do DRX or FlyTech a game off top? Probably not. Do they go 1-1 against each other? I think that's fair. Yeah, I think yeah. FlyQuest take a game off Direct, and I think Direct take a game off FlyQuest. Agreed. And at that point, it's, well then, who is least likely to lose to the fourth place team, to a team like Mad Lions? Mm. And I say FlyQuest. Mm -hmm. And so, if FlyQuest can, can keep consistent, they probably come out of this group in second. And honestly, that for me would be super exciting, because like we talked about, we have, a, we have some hope for TSM, but if we can see two NA teams coming out of group stages in TSM and FlyQuest, mm. that would be super exciting. And even if one of them just makes it out, then again, super exciting stuff. And yeah, like you said, I, I have a lot of faith in this FlyQuest team. Yeah. And I think that for me, they are probably my favourite team from from NA uh, to come out of these groups just because mm. the group for TSM will be a little bit harder. So, so much closer, I think. Mm. Uh, all the teams are of such a similar high skill level Agreed. in that team. Whereas MAD are a great team, mm -hmm. don't get me wrong, but they are inexperienced. And I mm -hmm. think you have to take that into account and you have to take into account GRX's kind of inconsistency, mm -hmm. which is the opposite of FlyQuest's extreme consistency. Oh, yeah. And I think FlyQuest will look a lot better um, than we saw them in the playoffs for North America mm -hmm. because they got exposed. Yeah. They did. They didn't know what to do against the top carry style. Yeah. They just didn't know. And they probably won't face that against the RX. Doran is not a very good carry top player. He's not consistent like we've seen someone like Broken Blade, who they really struggled against. Mm. And so, yes, they might struggle against 369 in the top lane on top east on top esports. But the Doran matchup into solo is going to be a lot easier. And now FlyQuest know Ah oh, shit, we suck against carry top laners. Yep. And you got you got at least three weeks mm -hmm. in China to prepare 
against carry top laners. Yeah, without a doubt. Or prepare some carry top laners for solo to play. Just some something in this top lane to shake it up. And then and then we know how amazing Santorin was. Yeah. Arguably the best jungler from North America mm -hmm. this, this season. Will probably have the edge against the the jungler from DRX. Um because Pioshik is not a very experienced player. This is his first Worlds. Mm. Whereas Santorin has been to Worlds before. He's been in so many finals. He knows what he knows what he's doing in these in these situations. And yes, the mid lane is going to be quite close. I think mm. Power of Evil might struggle against Chopi. Definitely. Um, but the bot lane, once again, is going to be a, is going to be pretty similar. And so you think maybe FlyQuest just a little bit more consistent. Some yeah. great level ones. Some great draft. Two teams that are pretty close skill wise, mm. that that might be what it comes down to is just the consistency. Yeah, and like you said, the, the bot lane for FlyQuest in Wild Turtle and Ignar is just super um, super consistent. I mean, Wild Turtle has always been one of the most consistent ADCs from NA. Even during his timeout, we've we seen him play super well uh, for as a sub, etc., still playing yeah. consistently. Uh, and it's that gives me so much hope for this team. and. You know, I would compare him to to some of the best ADCs in in, in the world mm. at the moment. Like, I'm not saying that he is best mechanically gifted, the best skilled, yeah. or something like that. But, but I think his consistency makes him one of the best. And I think he understands his role in the team, and he understands how to win games, regardless of how much he gets played around, how mm. hard he gets pushed. He just always finds a way to be relevant and succeed, which is not what we saw from the DRX bot lane. We didn't see Deft, when he was pushed really hard, have a great series. And so maybe we say that Deft is a, one of those emotional players who mm. maybe might struggle if he's pushed really hard against this team. And that would be really unfortunate to see a player like that not make it through to the, to the playoffs. But mm. on the other side of that coin... To see a team like FlyQuest go through to playoffs would be absolutely, it would really would be amazing. It would be so meaningful for this team who's had a meteoric rise mm -hmm. since joining the LCS. They joined the LCS last year mm -hmm. as FlyQuest Snickers. Mm -hmm. It's a, the most dumb name you've ever thought of. But the rebranding efforts this year, really so a good. great team together. We went from we went from TreeQuest now to SeaQuest. Yep. Being a second place team in spring and summer, the, the, the crown jewel, even if they lose in quarterfinals, to make it out of group stage would be amazing for this team. And I think they can do it. Agreed. And for me that would be probably one of the best one of the best things to happen in Worlds, regardless of how far they make it after mm -hmm. groups. Just still making it out of groups for them as an organisation uh, will be mind blowing. Will be super mind blowing and super uplifting for all of the players. And that team will only get better next Every. year, I think. I think with with some possible upgrades, um, mm -hmm. maybe maybe changing out solo for another player. Yeah. Um, this team so, so can only get better. Agreed, because like like you mentioned, solo is probably the weakest point for FlyQuest. Of an amazing team, is the exactly. crazy thing. Yeah. And com coming into this, there's there is just so many. Like world class top laners. Yeah, like, it's really unfortunate. If this was not, even in this if group. this was a, if this was a meta where you couldn't play top carries, mm. Flycus would have an even better chance. But it is yeah. unfortunate that they 
have a tank, a mainly tank top laner in mm. what's looking like a carry top I mean, world. I say just put him on Shen if it's not banned. Because um, Shen right he, now is just unbelievably strong. He is a tank and his early game damage is super crazy and doesn't really lose matchups in top. And like you said, we've seen how willing they were to pick as a flex. And just blind pick the mm -hmm. Shen over and over again. I can't remember what matchup it was, but at what, what best of five it was, I think it was FlyQuest against Team Liquid, mm. where they picked the Shen for solo blind yeah. every single game. Yeah. In all five games of best of five, because they just knew that he wouldn't feed on it too hard. Exactly. And that he would be able to play really well in the team fights. Yeah. And, and moving around the map. And like, if they have the confidence to do that in this group, I think that will be an amazing thing to see. Agreed. And I mean, a, 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 a champ like Shen can just completely change games. And also, it's a great flex pick because, you know, they can play three different roles in top jungle mm. and the support role, which, which we, we've seen, seen a little bit. This year, yeah. Um, and in, uh, picking up at, at, at jungle, we've seen. Uh, who was it that played? Was it Speaker that played uh, the jungle Shen? Yeah, so there's. If you want to be really technical about this, yeah. there's a regional. European player whose name escapes me right now, mm -hmm. um, who's played it a few months ago, yeah. and then Speaker brought it out in the uh, losers final mm -hmm. against Team Liquid, that was it. and then the day after, Yankos brought it out yeah. in G2 versus Fnatic, and we don't know where Speaker got it from, mm -hmm. but we did have Yankos come out and say, "Yeah, I saw yeah. Speaker do this," and. So I can't remember if it was uh, Speaker or Yankos who basically just played like a secondary support on Shen as jungle. They it built was, like it was uh, a lock hit, yeah. which I thought was so so, so, so clever. Yeah, and a really really good thing. And I think FlyQuest. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm not sure Santorum would be a hundred percent up for that because he loves to play his more carry terms yeah. like Graves. But then again, Shen. But then do it in the top lane. Jump. Do it in the top lane if I'm honest. Yeah. Like I mean, I, for me, I, I feel I feel like. Shen top lane should be a bit more of a uh, a frontline tank damage kind of dealer uh, because you know especially for his early game if he gets snowball then you can build Titanic Hydra into Sunfire Cave or but I wouldn't Crystal I Pearl. wouldn't hate seeing a tank support with with a tanky Shen top with a cut with one of those yeah like a items. redemption or a locket like I I think the locket or even the Knight's Vow is a really yeah, really really Knight's good Bound's option really strong. even if you just put one of those in the build. Having a Knight's Vow on someone like Power of Evil mm. would be brilliant for this team. And I think it gives them a lot of interesting opportunities mm. coming into their, their closest matchup, which will be with DRX. And this is a team that we've seen prepare so, so, so well for so many of their matches in North America. If they can do the same again here, it's going to be really close. Agreed. And I'm just super excited for these games to get started. Yeah. So... Well, we Top, topping out this group. That's yes, not going away. No, no, no. I will say, the, the the top topping is mm -hmm. not going away. Top, top esports at the top of this group. Definitely. Who are you picking for second place? Are you are you going with FlyQuest? I would have I would have to give it to FlyQuest just because I believe in them so much uh, as players, and I think they are the players themselves are always so positive all the time, and that is a complete kind of flip from what we've seen from DRX. Mm. So uh, DRX seem to be much more emotional players. Um, so I just, I have 
all my eggs on FlyQuest and top, to be honest. I agree. Top first placed, FlyQuest second. And we will have some absolutely phenomenal quarterfinal matchups. It will be amazing to see some of these some of these teams go into go into the playoffs. Mm. And there's so many matches that could, could already be finals, could be semi-final matches. Mm. The calibre of the teams in the group stage is, is phenomenal. It really is. Yes, undoubtedly. Um, uh, and that, that kind of wraps us up yeah. for this show. Like I said, we're going to have episodes throughout play-ins and then every single week for group stage, after during group stage, after group stage, after quarterfinals, after semi-finals, mm-hmm. and after the world finals for a wrap-up and a look-ahead to the 2021 season. It will be phenomenal. Um, So stay tuned. Stay subscribed. Weekly podcasts. um, For what might be the best world championships so far. Very easily could be. Any parting words? Uh, I don't think so. Other than just come back next week. When we'll have after the first week of games. We'll have another podcast out. Uh, and I'm just super excited. Make sure you tune into all the games because they are going to yeah. be crazily exciting. Even the play-ins is going to be worth watching this year. And that's not something that I've necessarily said in the past. Exactly. Um, watch the matches. Come back here. Weekly episodes. We're on YouTube mm-hmm. at Josh Waite. I'm on. Uh, Twitters are underneath us. Check us out on Spotify. Just search uh, Weighing In LOL and you'll find us basically on any platforms. Um And thank you all so much for listening. And we'll speak to you all next week after week one of Uh, playing. Can't wait.